Time to talk soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. Good evening and you're welcome to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. It's five past six. Thanks as always to Morris O'Connor for the last hour of Kilkenny Today. Kilkenny Today, of course, is on between five and six each weekday evening here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. The full team is here tonight, Days. All the pancakes, Barry, you did? I didn't even know. Huh? <laughs> I didn't even know it was pancakes. There you go. Now you're giving everything up, Jack, for Lent. No, <laughs> no, no, nothing. No bad habits no, for I the next four days. Yeah, and Queeve Chelsea only scored twice in the injury time last night. Yeah, so yeah, just to leave me sweating as much as the goods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, we'll be looking back at all things Premier League and ahead to all things Premier League and the Champions League is back and anything else in the second and third part of the programmes. Our text number, if you'd like to contribute to the programme, is as always oh. 086-353-7782 that's 086-353-7782 that text line of course is sponsored by taxback.com which is of course a clone tech company you'll also get us on whatsapp on 87 but as always, it's the local stuff we start with, and we always, as always, we'll start off looking back at the results from the weekend just gone by. And Jack, yourself and myself were out in the Kells Road on Sunday afternoon, Evergreen, last 16 of the FEI Junior Cup against, you know, the powerhouse that is St. Jo- uh, St. Michael's from Tipperary Town. And uh, they just came up short. Um, against a really good team. They did, yeah. And look, no, I suppose, no disgrace really in, in, in terms of what they done. They really did compete in fairness to them. Like we said on Sunday, you know, St. Michael's probably that little bit more experienced, a little bit more composed. But like we said, Evergreen have an awful lot of positives to take away from it. They really put up a, you know, a really good performance. A couple of half chances, I think there's probably be what they'll be most upset with is that they didn't create an awful lot you know maybe in the final third but they were certainly in the game for the majority of it and you know maybe just that lack of experience maybe letting them down in the yeah, end yeah and it was kind of especially the first goal even though it was well worked from from the St Michael's viewpoint it was a smelly enough old goal at the back post in the end and you know the second goal then came what about 15 minutes before the end and and you know and the lads will be disappointed at how did you know a fairly you know innocuous free kick and the, the, you know the the, the header it was a good yeah. header but they'll be disappointed I suppose they were unlucky to get St Michael's that far out last 16 um, I was very impressed with St Michael's and yeah. I don't know you were as well they had no there was nothing out there no outstanding player like there was no one kind of lording it or whatever but they were a really good unit a really really good team strong where you need to be strong good goalkeeper the, the spine of the team that centre half that Paul Breen yeah. was exceptional that young lad number 6 in the middle of the park Jimmy Carr up top yeah. you know they'll take beating won't oh, they? they will absolutely and like, like you, you say there that you're probably disappointing to get him but after watching St Michael's you'll, if you're going to go the distance you're, you probably would have got him anyway because I think yeah, they'll exactly. probably go all the way you know you would like to maybe get maybe a little uh, bit further maybe yeah. a, a semi-final or something but yeah I think they'll take some beat like you said great spine to them and never looked in real danger I would have to say yeah. and that's not a disrespect to Evergreen uh, but, but they're a well-drilled team oh, yeah, you know, and, 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 and they were got that experience sprinkled through it yeah, as well yeah and like, you know when they, when they needed to waste a little bit of time there, yeah. was, there was injuries that were you know and I know the Queen you were there as well and the validity of one or two of these injuries I say was open to question you know it was but, but that, like you said it was the experience uh, and we said it a couple of times during the game the, the shape that St. Michael's had was just yeah, well-drilled well yeah. and well-organised um, yeah because look 
like there was Evergreen didn't do anything wrong the whole game do you know really um, you know and they were like I say if you were to look at the possession stats they had as much possession if not even a fraction more but you know it's, it's what you know and, and they were good Bear St. Michael's going back to when you were at, at, yeah well at, the funny thing about it now you've described I wasn't there on Sunday but what you've said described every St. Michael's team I've ever seen no outstanding player but a terrific 11 yeah. You know, all know how to do their job and it sounds like they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. You know. Look, I I only listen to you lads here of a Sunday night or of a Tuesday night when we're talking about local game. And from what you say about Evergreen, it's not everybody can come to Kilkenny and beat him. No, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you know, just tell you. Yeah. yeah, you know, and look at you know, I know Gary and the lads, and we left them alone on Sunday. Did, you know, they were they were coming back to us from the studio to see did we want to get interviews after the match? And myself and Jack said we were just going to leave the boys alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and but they take good positives from it. Oh though, yeah, Tim, and look, know, they, like were, they were yeah, well they were, in the game and for there were there were a couple of you know Dickie McQuillan and 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 there was a couple of other chap. Or Tommy Earls was missing and yeah. Chapa de Costello. So you know they weren't at full strength. That's not an excuse. You know, it was just they met against. They came up yeah. against a really good team. Who knew their job and done their job on the day? Exactly. They turned up to get the, to to get to qualify for the quarterfinal. And they have they, they, they have the they have Joey Mull playing in the centre of the that's park. Right, so their yeah. homework is probably done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you look well, at these big know, teams, no one under That's just that there was a, there was a Kenny as as Jack so right. He says Joey Mull, of course, who's Davy Mull's younger brother, uh, was playing in the middle of the park and has been had, playing for yeah, a number of years. So Saint Michael's well. done a good job. Yeah, done a yeah. good job. Evergreen have the Leinster Junior Cup action this weekend. We'll be looking ahead to those fixtures in a, in a couple of minutes there was only one game played in the sense Canis's credit union Premier Division there was supposed to be a one played Saturday night Jack Paul Smith or rest in peace rest we think peace. of uh, uh, our thoughts go to all his family you know, man was very active with, with freebooters great guy nice lad was also involved at one stage with Kenny Oscar trainer team lost the battle against serious illness and so what more can you say yeah, you know? yeah really but, nice guy I didn't know him too well but you know yeah, from what I've heard over the last yeah, few yeah. days you know, yeah. you know great, so great story to his family so Bridge United they beat Dean Celtic 3-1 in the only game then played in the St. Canis' Credit Union Premier Division um, two sides that have you know overall been going well they're probably going to fight out who comes third in the league behind the inevitable big two and a uh, good win for Bridge United and uh, you know they're still making strides down there, aren't they? In yeah, fairness? they are. They, they had a bit of a blip there a couple of weeks back, where I think they lost two or three games on the spin. But you know they've recovered well from it. Dean Celtic hitting a little bit of a, a, a dip at the moment as well. I think they lost the freebooters last week as well. So they'll look to maybe. I suppose galvanise themselves for the remainder of the season but like you said games in hand now are starting to catch up and it looks like it's going to be the top two and then whoever can get third absolutely yeah, absolutely um, just quickly on the before we go down into the lower uh, division one and division two um, the, the, the Leinster junior plate that's the competition for teams from the bottom divisions of the Leinster leagues Booters B big big win 7-1 at home to Ratang and then Jack I said it on Saturday to Pat as well on Saturday Sport like Booters B are in the bottom division Nickel Kenny, look at they shouldn't be in it, I'm sure, and everyone will agree with that. But they were that they were a new team back in. I'm not criticising the league yeah. for putting them back in it. I understand why they're in it, but in hindsight, they're too strong to be in it, and uh, they're going to fancy their chances in this competition. They will absolutely, and you know when when you get. 
I suppose a group of players and you know not saying that you know might be good enough to go to the A team but because uh, I'm sure there's a lot of lads that are but you probably have and, a lot of younger players and they'll on end the team up some well. of these guys will end up in Absolutely. the A team in the next couple of years and this is fantastic experience for them and to go out and win a you know if they can go on and win the Leinster Leinster play it it would be a fantastic achievement for, for them and the club yeah absolutely absolutely and uh, you know they're going to take beating in that Thomastown B day knocked, got knocked out they lost 3-0 at home to Old Fort Celtic in the Leinster Ladies Junior Cup Mill Celtic the champions from Kilken- in the Kilkenny District League from the Car- they're from Carlow they lost 4-1 away to Ferns New Park had a great win 6-0 away to Port Leash in the Ladies Junior Shield and Ville Wanderers won 6-0 against Dunshockland Newts in the same competition back to local league action and in the Division 1 and uh Two big games were played in Division 1 at the weekend, Jack, and uh, Evergreen B, well, you know, they've been in pole position more or less all season in this division, but last Sunday they took a significant step. Uh, they went to Doro, great win, they won 2-1 away to Lions, big, big win for them, and probably two out of the three closest challengers to them, Ormond Villa and Castle Warren drew one all, so all in all it was a, it was a, great, result, a great weekend for Evergreen yeah, B. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant weekend for them. That, that's a massive step towards getting back into the Premier Division for them. They have one foot back in the Premier Division. They basically and, do, yeah. You, know, you, they do, they, you would have to say, but you know, two games in hand under five clear at the top as well, you know, a, a, an all-around brilliant weekend for them. You know, obviously getting the... Uh, Lions is never an easy place to go, so a, a really positive result for them in that. And sense. when we were out in uh, Evergreen on Sunday... John Brett, the manager of the Evergreen B team, was there and we had a quick word with him about last Sunday's result. It's not just the A team are having a good season out here, uh, TJ. The B team are going really well in Division 1 and took a big step towards promotion back up into the Premier Division this morning. Johnny Brett, first year as manager, going well for you? Yeah, yeah, so far so good. Myself and uh, Niall Bambrick and Murty Dunphy are doing it this year. You know Murty well, Jim. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so far so good. We're good start to the year. We're in a good position. Yeah, eight wins and just a one defeat from, from nine games. So, like, if you've been offered that at the start of the season, you'd have taken hand and all. Absolutely, of course we would. We've a lot of new players in the squad this year uh, we've a really good squad brought together good mix of lads younger and a few older lads and look so far so good seven wins out of eight as you said so couldn't ask for more and other results welch away this morning a draw between Ormondville and Castle Warren so that was it was nice to come a year match was played before there so it was nice to, to hear the result of that I'm sure big time yeah I mean Ormondville have a lot of games in hand so with them dropping points today and Castle Warren dropping points and lines it just cements our position I suppose so look and listen as a club you, dip, you know it's, it, it's a club of this size and it's a strength and numbers and everything there's no problem with the A team and the B team being in the Premier Division next season if it pans out that way it's, there's been years that has happened anyway Yeah I, I don't think so I played B team for years in the Premier we always held our own and I'd be confident the squad we have would compete in the Premier to be honest with you yeah. so look if we get the job done and get promoted hopefully that'll be the case Who would you get in the McCallum Cove? East End oh. Saturday evening oh. next Saturday at home Ah yeah well look at I mean that's another they're thing well, They're going they're well though well, 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 It's a competition yeah. that you've been kind of having a snaky look at as well isn't well, it? Well look if you get a few home draws and you get a nice draw who knows but like I said, looking at East End results. I don't know how they gone. Were they playing New Park this morning? Yeah, I didn't it? see I the results. Result. Shout from down from the bog uh, earlier on now from my back garden, but I, I presume it, was, it would have been a New Park goal. But I didn't hear the final result. Like Jack, Jack, look it up. In the meantime, you're here, of course, at this game. Uh, Michaels are our serious outfit, aren't they? Uh, they're top class, yeah. And look, they're after getting a goal. There it was a bit scrappy. Uh, they're one 0 up now, obviously, and they'd be very experienced at protecting 
Lees like this, you know, this is their bread and butter. Like, yeah, New Park and East End drew this morning, which was probably the well, that's a good result for Booters yeah, D in that league as well. Looking good, yeah. um, Johnny, you know, if 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 all if everything goes according to plan, I'm sure you'll stay you'll stay as manager in the you'll compete against Gary next season <laughs> in the Premier Division. You're, oh, sure you're loving see. this managerial we'll crack. Yeah, loving it. Yeah, you, you always had for years, and I was you, you were with me. You always said you're that managerial crack is simple. <laughs> it's, it's handy. It's not that easy. It's always handy. Yeah, no, <laughs> you have to collect fivers and run after oh, balls no, and jerseys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, look at fair play to you. are having a great season. I'll talk to you again before the season. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate that. All right, JB. Yeah, look at you know they're one foot. They, you know they're going to be. Let's call it a spade a spade. They're going to be promoted, and it's going to take a miraculous set of results to stop them going up as champions. Yep. And uh, look at he's a he's a he's a lovely fellow. I've known John since he was yeah. a chap. He was his manager years and years ago, and school boys and youth and all with Fort Rangers. So his first step into management. And look at look fair at Jack. It's, it's, I played know. with him myself for a couple of seasons when, yeah. when I played out there as well. Lovely chap. Played with him uh, on on the CBS school team as well. He was a year or two above me, but yeah, um, very good footballer. And you know, ah yeah, they're going well. Four steps is good. Ormond Villa drew one all with Castle Warren Celtic. Um, look at Ormond Villa are still very much in the hunt for for that automatic promotion, as indeed are Castle Warren. But that one all draw was more beneficial to Ormond Villa than it was to Castle Warren for the simple reason is they've more games to play. Yeah, absolutely. They'll be delighted with that win or, or with that uh, that result. I have to say. Again, we talk about games in hand over the last few weeks, and they've got three now uh, games in hand on Castle Warren, who sit in second, uh, and they're only five points off them. So it is advantage Ormond Villa. Yeah, and look at Boot. B didn't play at the weekend and they still had a great result because uh, New Park drew to all with East End Bootersby are going to win that they're going to yep. definitely win that league the draw wasn't you know wasn't much use to either New Park or East End it would have been a big result if one of them had won that but sure it keeps both of them very much in contention yeah I'd say East End will probably be the happier coming you know New Park is never an easy place to go I, I know myself from playing there for a couple of seasons with them as well uh, you know they've got a game in hand and they're only a point behind East End so I, I think it'll be Probably more beneficial to New Park, but I suppose both teams will be delighted that they didn't lose more than anything Indeed, else. Celtic B and Castle Warren B drew one all in that league. That result really didn't have much significance on the table. And in the ladies' division, uh, Premier Credit Union division, uh, Lions won 2 0 against East End. Quickly, Jack, we look ahead to the weekend, and it's McCalmont Cup weekend. And uh, the half the fixtures are on this weekend, the other half, or near enough half, will be on the following weekend. Quickly, Highview A and Lions A, difficult one. Highview A have had a difficult season in the Premier Division. Lions B have been competing at the top at the first division hard one to call this hard one to call yeah I would probably edge it towards lines I would have to say given you know some of the good results I've had in the last couple of weeks and we know how you are struggling as well uh, I'd slightly give it to lines there yeah and the Evergreen B are playing at home to East End that'll be a good game be East good End game. Go, that'll be a good game but you know, you'd have to fancy the, the, the first division team against the second division team wouldn't you you would yeah you would um, you know Evergreen B have been doing really well and obviously on the back of a couple of good results as well so you'd, again with home advantage you'd be going for Evergreen there they're on Saturday night, of course. On Sunday, then in the McCallum Cup, Evergreen 46, who had such a, a spectacular run, even a, a slightly fortuitous run in this competition last year, they're unlikely to get uh, to the final. And I think, with all due respect to the lads, but they might be good enough to beat Highview B on Sunday. Yeah, maybe so. Again, like we said, home advantage going out there to, to Evergreen Park, they'll use as much of it as they can. Um, for that reason alone, again, I, I don't really know an awful lot about both squads, but you know, home advantage will go with them. Yeah, Bridge United home to River Rangers B. There's a big gap 
up in, in class there and that should be reflected yeah. in the result there Castle Warren B Dean Celtic B playing Buckley Park 11 o'clock I know nothing about both but both of them are in the bottom half of Division 2 of so probably not much between them New Park and Thomastown this is kind of a smelly one for Thomastown now Thomastown who have a good recent record in cup competitions locally over the last two years but uh, they won't get that easy in the, in the bog in New Park on no, Sunday morning nobody does that's the thing you know when you go into the bog and play New Park tight pitch uh, Thomastown obviously have got a lovely set up out in, uh, out in their place and they're obviously got a big wide pitch out there New Park will be fancying their chances they always do at home so um I'll be listening from my back garden here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll know, you'll know by the roars <laughs> who's, who, how it's going. And uh, Booters A, they go to Johnstown to play Spy United, and yeah, there's a big class gap there as well, and that'll surely be reflected. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Now look, I tell you, over the years, uh, I've noticed Spa was never an easy place to go to down there. You know, you never get anything easy out, but you would expect Freebooters have to would have too much for it. Evergreen are back in outside our competition. They get a chance to put last weekend's disappointment behind them. They go to Wexford to play Wexford Bows. Not an easy one either. Wexford Bows, one of the biggest. Na- bigger names in Wexford football but um, you know it's a they really need to win this Evergreen to keep the, the outside competition season alive. Obviously, they have everything locally to play for. I think they might just be a little bit too strong for Wexford Bowes. It's great for them to get a chance, maybe, you know, they, they don't get a chance to wallow on last Sunday. They're straight back on the yeah. horse, big game next Sunday, and try and put last Sunday behind them. Exactly. It, it's it's a distraction more than anything else from the disappointment of last weekend. Uh, and like we said, you know, Evergreen have got, we mentioned it last week, they've got a big squad, you know, to go and compete in these kind of competitions. They'll be disappointed about last weekend, but I think they'll have enough to get it done against Wexford and they'll certainly fancy their chances but again it won't be an easy No, no, it's tough draw Wexford but hopefully they get it done. Uh, Mill Celtic play Clover in the Ladies League at 2 o'clock in Carlow and uh, are under 14 girls are under 16 girls are under 12 13, 14, 15, 16 all the Kilkenny underage development squads all in action at the weekend we wish all of them the very best of luck and Snoop Parker on the road again in the Ladies Junior Shield away to St John Bosco I think they're probably a Dublin side looking at John Bosco's they were always and uh, so New Park had a good win in Port Leash last weekend so we hope they'll get the job done in, in, away to St John Bosco next weekend loads of action everything nearly went ahead last weekend the weather hasn't played as much havoc so hopefully all those games will go ahead and we'll look back at them, uh, the results here next Tuesday night in the meantime we're a little bit late going to the first ad break so we'll do that now and when we come back we'll look back at all the results from the English Premier League the weekend just gone by TRP, your one-stop shop for all TRP products and daft parts. Proudly bringing you Offside Soccer on 88.7 FM. Annie here from TRP Kilkenny. We are delighted to team up with Offside Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City. And you're welcome back to part two of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. As always, our text number, if you'd like to contribute to the programme, is 86 353 That's 86 353 Text line, of course, sponsored by taxback.com, which is a clune tech company. We'd love to get your texts in. We'll read them out as long as they're not overly critical <laughs> of any of us here. They'll get us on WhatsApp as well, 087-40-1187. Okay, uh, the weekend just gone by we look at the games in the order in which they were played uh, Bear Manchester City 2 Everton 0 2 goals for Haaland De Bruyne had to come off the bench to, to influence yeah. the game Everton held out for 65-70 minutes but inevitably City got the job done I oh, was sure they did but Everton did okay I have to say they held them out for nearly 70 minutes which is not too bad you know yeah. and you know City weren't that really they had the ball for most of the match I have to say but it ended up 
you know, the first goal in particular was a very good goal, I thought, a shot. Yeah. Highland, you know, typical Highland. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, he played. was goal. But anyway, they won, and yeah. they have the three points, and they're still making progress. And it's looking a bit ominous, is it, Jack? I wouldn't say that at the moment. You know, there's still a lot of football to play. And I think Liverpool are still top of the table. But, I mean, again, City weren't at their best on the weekend. And they got the job done. Uh, I think Haaland's first goal in 77 yeah, or 78 so, days yeah. or something yeah, like that. it was November. I think yeah. it was November was the last time he scored. But, yeah. Look, I mean, he was the difference, you know, as, as he's been on, on so many occasions. But... They're, the Champions League is starting now they're start, they'll probably start to ramp up over the next couple of weeks and you know but at the moment they're kind of just going through the gears like even when it's nil nil and even though with 20 minutes to go Cueve, you know, there's an air of of inevitability that it's only a matter they will score they'll find a way and they did yeah and that's the way they've gone about a lot of their business this season especially early in the season as well there was a lot of games where it was just they didn't didn't get out of second gear and still had enough to, to win these games and it, we're going to see it an awful lot now the rest of this season De Bruyne assist Haaland goal and that, yeah. that, that's going to make a massive difference to him if they can keep the two boys fit and like I said it was 77, 78 games or 78 whatever days since he'd scored then now he's, he's still two goals clear to top of the, the goal scorer <laughs> he's 16 goals this season even with all the games he's missed um, he's an unbelievable player they're just they go about to visit those types of games they will they won't have to put in maximum effort and they have the quality enough to win them yeah Fulham beat Bournemouth 3-1 uh, good open game not surprised there uh Jack, Liverpool won 3-1 against Burnley but they didn't have it all their own way they had a, a few players missing in fairness Cuevin Kelleher got a, a rare Premier League outing uh, funnily enough their three goals Jota, Diaz and Nunes the three, the three lads that played up front scored and look at their, their hanging in there Liverpool yeah well that's all you can ask for your forward men to score goals um, bit of dubious defending from both teams for the, for the first two goals uh, but Liverpool again are just are, are putting points on the board the one thing I would say there is that Burnley had two brilliant chances at when two it was, one. Way, or was it two one? I think it was on or one even all. at one all. Yeah, yeah um, so again, I mean, I think Liverpool will f- will fall short inevitably of of Manchester City. Uh, you know, I think it's a straight shoot out there between them and Arsenal for second place. But again, you can't ask for more. You know, you're missing players. Your three forwards get a goal. You know, happy days. Like, there's goals in Liverpool. Barry. That's that's there is. You know, that's the one thing you can always say about them. Now, look, we said. They had a bit of a nightmare the week before, but it was the right match to come back. You know, you said they're going to win this. As Jack said, they weren't over impressive, but they got the job done. And I think, you know, they'll be relieved that they actually won the first match after the Arsenal game and Salah you know they can't wait to get Salah back Cueve it's as simple as that because you know all the strikers they have and all the goals they have in the team and everything but he's the one with the X factor and when he's not there they miss him yeah you, you tell the difference so, I mean, the three boys have come in there Jota, Nunes and, and, and Diaz and have, have done a decent enough job but you know we've said it a few times there's no one more Salah and uh, having him back will give him that, that bit of a boost the next few weeks and going in towards the end of the season but again like Bor said it's just they turned up and did the job and look in Anfield or it's 24 games unbeaten in Anfield and it'll continue to stretch yeah and look at the bottom line is all they can do is, is, is they know they know Man City that are going to win games like, I mean they're going to be under serious pressure and they're just all they can do is every game to go is a cup final Jack and they're just going to have to try and put three points yeah. on the board because as the, as was the case the previous week they dropped points against Arsenal bang City just yeah. you know, well they just around. have to be there thereabouts in, in the running you know obviously we know it's Klopp's last season and they'll have that air of you know 
maybe we want to do it for him or whatever it may be. So if they're there, thereabouts with maybe five or six games to go, you never know what can happen. I still think they'll 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 kick. They'll, they'll, I think that they will definitely not die the way Arsenal died last yeah. season. Yeah, I think they'll keep going for longer. Uh, I laughed at this result, Queef. Luton won Sheffield United three. Like, where did this scoreline come from? Well, you have to remember one thing, lads. Twelve months ago, Sheffield United were well above Luton in the championship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Luton only got up after the playoffs. So Sheffield United weren't going to be afraid of him. No, I didn't say that last Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) But the one thing I will say is that it just goes to show you, like, the difference for the teams like Luton, right, the difference between going out and making life difficult and raising your game and, and... you know, getting results against top teams. The difference between that and actually going out and winning a game that you're expected yeah, to win. There'll be very few games this season that Luton will be odds on in the bookies to win and they were odds on to win this uh, one and, and they just couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, we, we were talking about they'd scored, was it eight goals the previous two games? That's they, right. They yeah. conceded four as well at the same time. But, you know, we, we were here last week fully confident, yeah, Luton were going to do it the form they were in uh, and Sheffield just kind of tore them apart and like you said, maybe it is the thing of it's easier maybe to get yourself up for these big games because you're the underdog and then when you're playing the teams that you have to be beaten it's, but, you, it is but that, you have to have the quality to be good enough to, mm. to, oh, yeah. to, to, to take charge of the game and, and that's where they're going to struggle isn't it Jack they're yeah. always going to be better when they're the underdog yeah exactly it's trying, to, it's trying to get as much consistency as you possibly can you know try not make the lows too low and the highs too high you know get, get as many points on the board as you can and, and keep whatever bit of consistency or momentum you build mm. from them wins you know but it's shaping up to be a really really interesting relegation battle between now and the end of the season and I, I, I would love to see Luton survive yeah. well I think that could be a bit of a difference say between Luton and Everton who are fighting you, you'd be more likely to see Everton and Sean Dyche winning those games with the yeah. teams that are down that bottom six or seven whereas Luton like that they might might find it hard against them but play better against the, the teams higher up on the table. You know, and you're you're probably you're better off in the long term probably being more like Sean Dyche and Everton where beating those teams around you because right, you play well against the top teams, you might might get away with a draw, you're rarely enough going to beat them. So that's that that could be the difference towards the end of the season. Yeah, it was you know, it just goes to show you Bear, that's the problem for the likes of Luton is when you're supposed to when you're expected to win that's, a game, that's when they That's struggle. why they're bookies there, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I know what you meant, it's all right. Uh, called worse. Uh, uh, Spurs lifted late, Bear two one at home to Brighton. They got the winner in the ninety sixth minute, they were one 0 down at half time, but again, they're going well, Spurs and, uh, and there's and there's goals in the team. Yeah, and look in fairness to them, you know, they're still up there and they'll be hoping to stay there up to the end of the top four you know yeah they're definitely in top four hunt oh they are 100% they'll have sand back now yeah they will yeah I mean I was kind of thinking when I was watching the game the other day that Spurs are constantly living on the edge like constantly you know it's a brilliant entertainer (laughs) football to watch um and I, I do think they will get top four, yeah. but I wouldn't be surprised if it all, I won't say it blows up in their face, but, you know, if teams kind of figure them out, because it's always gung-ho, you know, and they're always there's always a little bit of a threat of them conceding goals as well, mm. you know. But they're certainly really good to watch. I, I think they will get top four. Yeah, and he's like, you know, he's a breath of fresh air, isn't he? Ah, he is, yeah, yeah. Even just the way he carries on in press conferences and everything as well. But I think, yeah, the big thing is that, like Barcelona being son being back, 
is going to make yeah. a massive difference to him now. And, and, Ma- and Madison is back from injury yeah. as well. Uh, but fairness, like Richarlison hasn't been too bad the last few games. I mean, that was one of the things when Son went off, I kind of thought, just to be in bother here because Richarlison hasn't stepped up that well this season or the last few seasons. But fairness, he's bagged a few goals for him and it's not done too bad. I think, uh, yeah, the, the top four, the four that are there at the moment are the four that are going to be there at the end of the season, I think. You think so? It's, it's between, yeah. look, it's going to be between Villa and Spurs for that, that fourth spot. Um, but I, I think... Oh, Pints is shrugging his shoulder We'll come to that in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, yeah. I, I would have said, yeah, that's it's it's a bit of a rotation between who will be probably first and second yeah. and whatever. Term, it, 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 it changes from week to week. From week, to week. Yeah, no, I, I can see the four down no there. Doubt about it, but they're, they are a good side, Bear Spurs. Oh, they're, they're a great team to watch. They're terrific. They're as Jack said. They're, you know, everyone loves watching them. Yeah. You know, and in fairness, I thought Pacho Ivory wouldn't last three months yeah. there, yeah. but he has been a breath of fresh air. And for me, he's nearly the manager of the season so far. Yeah, no, great stuff. Uh, Brentford won 2 0 away to Wolves. Of course, I had Wolves in my treble, so that was them, <laughs> that was them snookered from day one. And Tony scored again. Yeah, and, and look, it looks like he will end up scoring the goals to keep him up yeah I'd say so and, and look he actually had a, quite, a, a relatively quiet game uh, he got one chance at, you know, in the second half and he scored it uh, it was a kind of a weird game Brentford started really well could have been 3 or 4 nil up mm. and then in the second half Wolves were, were, were well on top Brentford took their chances Wolves didn't I think that was the difference Bear, Forrest lost 3-2 at home to Newcastle did you see any of this game I did right I just want to say now I saw the, I saw bits of it and I saw the highlights your man in the middle of the park is a serious footballer for Newcastle this Amirish. Brazilian lad Guimarães he's a class he's act he's a brilliant player ain't he yeah, he's, he's a, a brilliant and they're going to have a job holding on to this guy now uh, this, way, guy yeah. is, this guy is good, good enough to play yeah. for Real Madrid or any of them oh yeah he's good enough for any of them is right yeah, no, that, look I know Forrest had gone to James's park and won there not that long ago yeah. and I think you, you could see it that Newcastle were anxious to get their own back on Saturday. Now, it was a tough enough game. It, it, you know, your man made a big difference. That, I don't know, I won't try and pronounce it. Gomares. Gomares. Oh, yeah, he's a class act. Yeah, he's... Uh, but there's, look, there's reports suggesting that they could potentially cash in on him because they're they're worried about FFP and yeah. he's yeah. one of the players that they could get good yeah. money for. Well, this, like, is, this is the thing the Newcastle fans are, are, are complaining about is that they have all this money and, and they're, I think, rightly so that they're complaining yeah. about, really. That they have all this money and because now financial fair play is kind of strangling them a bit, they're looking at all the other teams, the likes of Chelsea and City, who've spent so much money over the years to improve their team. Newcastle are trying to improve their team, but they're being told you're going to have to sell your best players. Mm. How does that make much sense? If you have to look at your team to, to balance the books, well, we have to sell Gomarej or they're going to have to sell Isaac or some of those top, top yeah. guys that are there. But that's, that's not improving your team. You know, it's, it is hard on them. Um, but look, the way the financial fair play is now, it's, it's supposed to bring the teams closer together, but for the likes of Newcastle there, it, it could push them further away because oh, yeah. if, if like, they they're, they're got into the Champions League, and it probably has been to their detriment in a way because they are now struggling. They struggle with kind of the fixtures and all during this season and are, are down in the table where they are at the moment. Be, a lot of because of that and because of the injuries in the squad. But if if, if that's what's what's financial player fair player going to do to them and cause them to have to sell their, their best players to bring in more good players? Yeah. How how do you improve really? I think I think Dave, that FFP. Dave, is, I, I I don't know a lot about. I don't go into it. But the one thing I can figure out about this financial fair play. However, Doc Ten, you know, a team down where they've been struggling for years. Well, I think that's probably the downside of FFP is that you can, you know, 
you, you mentioned there to, to bring the teams together. I think the Vatten it's keeping mm-hmm. yeah. a, a core group of teams that already have say worldwide fan bases that are earning massive amounts of revenue it's keeping them mm. in place and mm. the likes of Newcastle coming in where they do have owners with unlimited money they're not able to spend it because they haven't got the, the, the money being generated in the background by the teams yeah yeah you know but we'll just have to keep an eye on it but uh, you know but at least they're getting players back Newcastle you know what I mean and that's the thing right where did this result come <laughs> from Bear? West Ham nil, Arsenal 6 mm. where did that come from Told you David Myers had the face <laughs> <laughs> But like I mean uh, West Ham were terrible. Yeah. They were terrible. I mean you look at West Ham near Arsenal six and say Arsenal must have been terrific. Now they were all, they were good, but they weren't as a six needed job like, you know. Yeah. But West Ham were dire now. They were terrible on Sunday. Yeah. yeah, well, we said it um, last week that they haven't had a win this calendar year. Um, and it was surprising enough that when they haven't got a win this calendar year that they were the war in sixth before this game. Um, something has gone completely wrong. I don't know what it is at West Ham. Um, a lot of it, maybe again, similar to what last season was, Jared Bowen, when he was playing well for him, he made the difference. Again, he's kind of gone the other way earlier in the season. He was playing well, gone off the boil a bit. Again, they don't seem to have someone to. To put it in the net a lot of the times. I mean, you see players like that. Michael Antonio has been off the boil in and out a lot of the time, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to be a hard one for David Moyes to turn around because I mean, you look at who's around them now in the table. All of a sudden, you could be looking down the barrel of tenth or eleventh, and down where the likes of Chelsea and all these mid-table teams are. Um, <laughs> if, if it keeps going the way they're going, something something has to change mm-hmm. fast because it's a long time well, since I, they've got a win. I think what Arsenal will be most happy with that, you know, obviously the three points is is obviously most important, but their goal difference brings them right up alongside Man City. And when you're yeah. looking at that top of the table, you know, if it is going to come down to you know maybe them and Liverpool, you know, I think it's a that's a very big positive for them. You know, and like I mean, it, it is what it is for mm. West Ham, but like I mean, that's their joint biggest ever defeat in the Premier League and uh, yeah. you know well, West Ham are always like that they're always reliant on clutch players even if you go back to the you know say Carlos Tevez for example kept them up and you know all the way back you know they were like that but I mean look at where they are now compared to where they were last year I think they were, they were nearly there was talks of being in a relegation battle last year and they went on and won a European trophy mm-hmm. uh, I, look I think David Moyes is a good manager uh, you know especially for the level that West Ham are looking at I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too concerned about moving them on or anything but they're, they're lucky they made a fairly good start to yeah. the season yeah, because yeah. they've been right down there you know ok Jack Aston Villa won Manchester United too. I had United in me treble. First time I put United in. <laughs> and, and, and look, at if, if Pat Tracy is listening and if Pat Tracy was here, all we'd be hearing about is why is Scott McTominay not in the team? Why is Scott McTominay not in the team? And he does... He has done well and done really well all season. Came on and scored a brilliant headed winner and a massive result for United. And especially if fifth place is going to come into play yeah. in the in the in the in the Champions League qualification stakes, this is a huge result for United. Yeah, huge result. There was a, a massive swing in terms of points there for United. If we had a loss, we were eleven points behind, uh, and we're only five now. So it's it, it, it's absolutely huge in relation to Scott McTominay. I think Eric Ten Hag is probably the first manager to actually use him correctly and when I say that I mean off the bench uh, I don't think he's a starter he's very good at impacting a game and he's done that on numerous occasions this year uh, big shout out to Harry Maguire as well I thought he was rock solid at the back yeah. he's putting in some good performances when he's when he's asked Luke Shaw injured comes off at half time which is a worry but yeah it's a massive massive result for United if we do have any hope of getting into the top 
five. I think there's a seventy-seven percent chance of yeah that they the could. fifth place coming in. Yeah, which like I mean that's going to really keep the season alive. You mm. know what I mean? Um, Cueve, you know Villa have had a great season, right? But that's in all competitions now. That's three defeats at home in a row you know and and they were being lauded for this imperious home record that they've had and um, you know maybe the, the wheels are starting to fall off a little bit or you know because we, we, what's his name the manager um, Unai Emery Unai Emery you know what I mean he was very animated on the line and you know he has a track record of if things don't go his way it's kind of on your bike, mate, and he, he, he skips town and, and he looks like he was really disappointed with that result that we had. Yeah, I mean, th- some of the players who have been have been really good from this season, like that a little bit after while, I mean, I said it about, about West Ham not finding goals, and Ollie Watkins has been so, so good from this season, but it has just, he's struggled a little bit. Look, every striker goes through that. You, you can't score every game, but he, he's on a little bit of a dry patch the last little while. Um, yeah, I don't really know. Like, maybe it's a, it's kind of a, there's a lot of fixtures that they've had. At the, you know, they played the replay against against Chelsea and the FA Cup and a few other. There's a lot of fixtures at the moment, and their squad isn't huge. I suppose it doesn't help them either. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, as we've said a couple of weeks, every home game we thought with Villa, they would be they'd keep it going. They haven't. No, you have to give credit to United because they've got a lot of their. Best, it's probably their best eleven that they had was out there against Villa, and a lot of them have, have played really well. Like that Scott McTominay, you said because I heard you saying it on Saturday. The reason he's probably not playing is because you can't not play Casemiro, and then Manu is yeah. after just that, coming out of nowhere. Middle, like. That middle three is the easiest three yeah. to pick out of whole yeah. eleven. And he also bear he has he has you know he has landed on Rashford, Hodgland and and, and Garnacho, mm. and he has the one trick pony is nowhere to be seen no. Anthony and um, I think there's no question that the the consistency in team selection is going to be important if he can keep all them fit. even Rashford was quite good while he was on the mm. pitch on Sunday uh, yeah look I, I have a few things I want to say first thing lads Villa weren't bad at Sunday no no, no Villa were Villa were excellent mm. yeah yeah they just couldn't you know on Anna was or yeah. if that's his right he had a few brilliant saves mm. McGinn hit a ball and he was boggled that he didn't end up in the back of the net it was a great shot yeah, they did have plenty of chances yeah, yeah. it's not as if oh, they no, tw- and wrote, United and, won and over and they still Martin. had 55% of the play but United won the match and for the first time this season I can honestly say that I thought United played as a team last Sunday. It was a team display. And you said the truth, Jack, your man has found the secret with McTominay. Mm. This is the way to play him, I think. When he comes in, he's liable to, he's always liable to score. And it was a brave header when Twas you look at it. The, the, the thing about it as well is, and a big credit has to be given to Young Highland, five goals in five games now. Mm. You need to score goals to win games. Oh, and yeah. haven't been yeah. doing that. But if you're, if you're centre forward for Manchester United, yeah. there's only one way you're judged. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it doesn't matter and how well you're playing. If you're not scoring goals, you're under pressure. No, and look, you, you named a few lads. Harry Maguire was great again on Sunday. In fairness to Harry, this right full-back, yeah, Dallar, is not hello. getting the credit he should He's be fantastic. getting. He's fantastic. He is a wonderful player. He's a wonderful player to link up with the attack. When he puts over a cross, he knows where he's putting it. Some of the lads that should be doing that are not able to do it. But McTominay, in fairness, is a brilliant header. Okay, let's not get carried away now. I don't want people to be thinking that. No, no. Because <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't, I'm not, the leopard is not, I haven't changed my spots that much. I've been listening to him, Oh, yeah, and I was about to say it. It's only one match. <laughs> <laughs> Queen, we'll give you this one because we have to go to a break. Chelsea left it very late last night, 3-1. You know, 
to say that they, <laughs> they were lucky to win that game is a bit of an understatement. And I, I have to say, sorry for Ray Hodgson. I know yeah. you didn't, George. No, fan. but like yeah, when the first goal went in and it was kind of a comedy of errors between. They're, they're, they call him disaster for a reason that Alex Disassi, you know, Stonewall, useless, that lad. Um, and um, Kaichedo, the two of them falling over one another. No, in fairness, the goal Crystal Palace scored was an absolute cracker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you'd, you'd have to feel sorry for him because. Look, Conor Gallagher delighted for him getting his couple of goals. If they sell him, there'll be civil war in Stamford oh, Bridge. Time. There's all, yeah. there's already Fans isn't, will you know, go nuts uh, if they and, sell and, him. And rightfully so, because he's one of the few players that is standing up and, and, and showing a bit of pride. Even when he when he celebrated, you know, and there's not a, he was only on loan at Palace or whatever, but you still see that not many players will celebrate because they played for a former team. And a yeah. That, I don't understand rubbish. that but yeah rubbish exactly rubbish well. but he showed his pride he showed the passion that he has for that, that short Pochettino is, uh, is, is, is not feeling the love of the fans either I'm not so sure <laughs> no but sure look we're as I, I've said it here a few times we're only two years away two years ago we won the Champions League and that, that's what Chelsea fans expect and we and especially you spend a, bill, spend a billion pounds you expect to be higher than 10th in the table and that's yeah. why he's not getting the love you know, and, and because of the quality of what's on the pitch we're winning games here and there but it, there's no consistency because you know how many times have we said it oh we're on a bit of a revival and then all of a bang. sudden it's gone again Hudson you know Hudson oh, yeah. he's a dead man walking yeah, well, there are they going to let it run its course or are they going to sack him I think they'll I think they get rid of him soon yeah I, I think agree he's, I, I agree as well ok listen lads we're way behind schedule tonight who's in charge of this operation <laughs> <laughs> we go to an ad break when we come back we look ahead to next weekend's fixtures the team at TRP Kilkenny are delighted to team up with Kilkenny's number one soccer programme, Offside Soccer, only on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Time to talk soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer, brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. Okay, and you're welcome back to part three and the final part of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. Right, lads, we're going to have to, we're going to, have to rattle through these, right? Um, Brentford against Liverpool, half 12 on Saturday. Bar- you know, Brentford, um, you know, they raised their game at home to the big teams. Yeah, and Liverpool, yeah. if, they're, if they're not at full strength, which they probably won't be, need to be careful here. Now I would say a draw. Oh, Jack. <laughs> I go with Burr. I, I, yeah, I'll go with Burr. I think... Uh, Obviously, the one on the weekend just gone, but not massively convincing. And I think Brentford, like you said, they play well against the big teams. They play well against the big teams at home, Cueve. And yeah, I'm not saying Liverpool won't win, but I said they need to be careful. Yeah, and the influence of Ivan Tony has been seen there the last couple of weeks. He's been back. Yeah, draw a draw sounds good to me. A couple, you know, score draw. Yeah, right. Burnley at home to Arsenal. Arsenal scored six away to West Ham as we said the weekend they will have you know and they beat Liverpool the previous weekend so they're playing with massive confidence mm, right. and Burnley like to play and they like to give, leave themselves a little bit open and uh, Arsenal will surely be too good uh, for Burnley they, they won't get six but they'll get enough yeah yeah, yeah I think the same I think Arsenal are going to try and keep that momentum going as much as possible they've been playing really well lately yeah and you said that the style of play that Burnley have will suit Arsenal ah, yeah. will suit Arsenal yeah ok Fulham against Aston Villa Fulham lads continue to you know they've had a good season they're, they're, they're a decent side because we wondered how they were going to cope without Mitrovic's goals and they've coped well and um, Villa no certainties to win this Jack no absolutely not Villa are going to have to turn this little blip that they're having as quickly as possible uh, two losses in a row and going away to Fulham is not the easiest place to do that I'm going to go with a draw yeah, what do you think, Cueve? It's very hard to know. Yeah, like it could be a game that that Villa could turn it back around because they need to do something. Fulham unbeaten their last three. 
I might edge it for Villa because they need something to turn their season around and, and Fulham are just very up and down. Yeah, I might, might give Villa the nod. I, I think Fulham might do it. Do you? <laughs> the elder, the elder yeah. <laughs> contributor yeah. to your knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Vote to your superior At knowledge. At least one of us will be right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I have a, I, I, I actually, I actually wouldn't, I, I tell you, it'll be goals. How's that? Over yeah. 3.5 <laughs> goals. Newcastle are a home to Bournemouth. Now, Newcastle had a blip, let's call it, but it did, it was... It, it did coincide with a massive injury list which has slowly but surely is being mm. solved um, Bournemouth will be disappointed with how they how they went down at Fulham at the weekend and, and Jack you know you'd have to fancy Newcastle they're still even when they were going through a bad time they were still hard to beat in James's Park yeah. they should be too good for Bournemouth yeah I think so look their last five games three wins and a draw out of it with, with a loss uh, the furthest one back so I, and again we know how difficult St James's Park is for travelling uh, team, so yeah, I think Newcastle will have too much. I'll go to Newcastle with Yeah, you. I think Newcastle. Yeah, I think Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Cleave, Bournemouth yeah. are going the wrong way, I think, at the moment. Yeah, well, you see, they're in that no man's land, yeah. you know, they're they're, they're safe, safe, and it's I know it's early, it's early in this, it's early in the season to be saying that, but they mm. are very much in that kind of it's going to be hard mm. to motivate themselves. Maybe Forrester are home to West Ham now. West Ham, oh, this is a real because Forest lads like this relegation battle is going oh, to be is going to be hot and heavy, and Forest are going to be knee deep in it. and and last season they stayed up because of the results they got at home in the city ground. Like, there's no way West Ham are going to be at their most vulnerable that they, yeah. uh, that they've been all season on the back of that hiding they got. And uh, Forrest will fancy their chances of getting something now with this Jack. Well, Forrest are scoring and West Ham are conceding in the last mm. few games. So yeah. I mean, Forrest will certainly take confidence going into it. <sighs> I'll, I'll, I'll go with a Forest win but just barely what do you think Bertrand uh-huh. <laughs> well, there's going to be some, some satchel of money coming, <laughs> coming into the Marble City on Monday if all these draws come up what do you think Queen I, I'd be nearly going with Jack the, a narrow win for Forest um, and, and I tell you if Forest do win it might as well start to feel the pinch because yeah. it's, it, there's a lot of games though where they haven't got any decent result but Forest I think I'll go with Forest Spurs are home to Wolves you know Wolves I've been very impressed overall with Wolves this season. Uh, Gary O'Neill has done a really good job. I put him into treble last weekend, so that probably accounts for why they were so <laughs> poor. But um, Spurs, the way it is with Spurs, it's, you know, it's hard to back them with any confidence because they're just going to leave themselves so... Well, Wolves are similar to him. That's yeah. it, you know. Obviously, Spurs are, are higher up the table. Uh, look, I mean, if if I was putting my money on it, I would, would be going with Spurs, especially at home. They're in good form there, uh, regardless of the, I suppose, the the heavy metal football that they play, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I think Spurs will have too much, but I, I wouldn't be, I, w- I would be wary of Wolves. Yeah, I yeah, yeah I, I, I'd agree with Jack. Yeah, but I think Spurs will win. Both teams, Spurs to win and both teams to score. There's my, yeah, what do you think, Cueve? Yeah, I think Spurs will win. I mean, Son being back, um, he, he'll make a massive difference. So Wolves as well, they're going to be missing Cunha I think he went off injured yeah. and he's been good from the last few weeks I think those even just those two two things will make a difference I think Pot Spurs will win Saturday evening then half past five all the Chelsea fans looking forward to going to the Etihad yeah. to get the you know what by holding be Man City or, or am I being too disrespectful to Chelsea there Cueve uh, no <laughs> in a word no um, look it's, it's so hard no I've said it for weeks we're saying it every week we're up and down we don't know what it's called the Chelsea going to turn up um, Cole Palmer I'd love to see what he does in this game because he'll have a point to prove going back here and um, so will a couple of others but look on form on the quality on everything you can't see anything other than a City win 
So yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. this is not the big game that uh, that like when the when mm. the telly boys were sitting down and the sky lads were saying Chelsea City and Chelsea, we have to show that you know, like this is a routine game yeah, for Man City. It is, but look, we, we were talking about from earlier on. I would fear for one thing with City, if the brain gets injured again, I think the brain is the key man on their own in with this. Premiership. You can see Pep not starting them every yeah, game. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons. But like, I mean, Pep didn't start them last weekend. He probably said, well, surely we're going to be able to base Everton without yeah, him. But yeah. they weren't beating Everton. Weren't with they had to bring them on. You know? But yeah. they're, they're, they'll be too strong for Chelsea, I, will Yeah, they? they should be. I would be wary. Man City can't go into this game the same way they do against the likes of Everton, you know, in second gear. Because... Chelsea, as as poor as they've been playing this season, do have quality within the team. Yeah. So you do have to be wary. But I think City will have enough. Yeah, I think what the only thing you could if if the Chelsea that played Liverpool turn up, we get hockeyed. If the Chelsea that played Villa turn up, it could be a different story. But again, it's it's more than likely going to be the, Ch- the Chelsea that turned up against Liverpool. Okay, into Sunday, Sheffield United. You know, they still looking in in a, in, a, yeah. in a dire position. They're a home to Brighton. Brighton are the dictionary definition of inconsistent. Under there, they're able to compete with everybody. Um, will Brighton have too much class for Sheffield United? Uh, I think they will. Uh, Sheffield United after last weekend will be up for this, but I just think Brighton will be too good. For Brighton yeah, too good for Sheffield United. Yeah. Queef. Brighton too good for Sheffield United. Oh, no. oh you're making. <laughs> Face, I, don't know. I, mean. like, I just had a quick look at the Brighton team. They're still like they're still lads. I mean, you had to play Welbeck there. I mean, Welbeck, good Jesus, how is he still getting into a Premier League team? In fairness, don't like, and, and there's a few others there as well. I, I don't know. After Sheffield winning and winning comfortably against Luton, maybe maybe a draw. One. Speaking of Luton, <laughs> you know they, they 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 United go there on on Sunday, Jack, and uh, they, they, United need to be wary here now. Yeah, they because do this be is not the, the, the you know the tight little ground and Liverpool already this season have failed to win at Luton and and United need to be careful. United need to be careful in every game basically between now and the end of the season because yeah. of you know the inconsistencies that they've shown this season. We do go into a run of quite um, pleasing fixtures if, if winnable, that, winnable, winnable fixtures. fixtures if that's the way to put it uh, on the back of what you would say are a few difficult ones. So a big opportunity for United over the next couple of weeks to put pressure on that top four. You're going away to Luton. You do expect Manchester United to win, but again, you have to turn yeah, up on the day. Uh, United, United will win. win. Will win. Cueve. Yeah, come on. I'll save save you a bit of time. We haven't got much time left. Next Monday night, yeah, we haven't ever. T- <laughs> next Monday night, if yeah. you have absolutely nothing else to do, right, uh, at eight o'clock uh, next Monday night. Now, and you'd really want to have nothing to do. Everton at home to Crystal Palace. I don't. I don't agree. This, you. Is, this, is a this, could, be, this could be a cracker. This, this is a game that Everton have to win. Have to win. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, see, they're the games. The, yeah. You know, at home and the crowd. You know, obviously yeah. the crowd know they have to win, but it is a very much kind of a. You feel, Jack, that this is a game. Everton have to win. Yeah, they have to. They're at home. They're odds on favourites. They're going to have to, you know, one win out of five. So, I mean, you would expect Everton to win, but big pressure on both teams to get three points. What do you think? We yeah, well, you'd have to say both of them have to win. I mean, the way Crystal Palace. Are you do know well, that that know? can't happen. So well, I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that how it works? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, look, yeah, it's a tough, tough one to call. If, if, if look, the way Palace played against Chelsea, I'd give him a chance. I might, I might, might go with a Palace win. Uh, I think Everton will win it, but I agree with what Keith says. It'll be tough. 
Champions League is back tonight we've only got a minute Man City are favourites in the bookies in my mind they're the right favourites if you look across Europe Bayern Munich were well beaten in a battle to win the league Paris Saint-Germain um, you know very wishy-washy Juventus. Juventus were beaten again the other night um, Real Madrid going well but the Spanish league you know Barcelona not Atletico mm. Madrid are Man City the right for favourites to win the Champions League yeah as, as much as it kills me to say they yeah. are I think the the main competition they'll have in it is, is from within England uh, I think Liverpool I, 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 see I Liverpool are not in it you see Liverpool are in the Europa League. Oh, so this thing. Ars- Europa. Sorry, I tell you, Arsenal, Arsenal are joint Arsenal. second favourites with Bayern Munich, yeah. and I think I think nine to four Man City. I think it's, I I don't see who beats Man City. Yeah, yeah, well, I agree. They're, they're worthy favourites, but they're not as strong of favourites as they were last year. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. No. Okay, right. I think Real Madrid will, will be always there thereabouts. Yeah, Real Madrid going well, and Jude Bellingham yeah. scored another yeah. two at the weekend. And how ironic would it be that Bayern Munich win the league every season? You know, Jim Cashin, <laughs> Jim Cashin could manage Bayern Munich to win the league. They sign Harry Kane for whatever, and it would be how ironic it would be if they don't win the league in the first season with Harry Kane. All right, as always, the hour has caught up with us. Um, Bear, you and me will be back with Pat on Saturday. Cleve, you'll be on over the weekend. Jack, we'll see you next Tuesday night. No problem. Sorry we didn't get to the